So this morning, I would like to continue a little bit uh, with what I was talking about in terms of anchoring and looking deeply, and then also looking at mindfulness and its different aspects, and also uh, suggesting that one of the themes today could be listening meditation. So first, I want to look at, in terms of anchoring, in terms of focusing, and I don't use the term concentration, because often when somebody says to you or you say to yourself, concentrate, generally we tighten up. And the idea uh, when we do the meditation is actually to try to focus to concentrate, to pay attention, but in a non-tense way. And what we can notice, actually, that sometimes, I find that for myself, sometimes I tighten my jaw in order to meditate better. I'm not sure that it works, but it's trend. That often, when we think of uh, concentration, when we think of, in a way, making effort, I think it's about also how we put effort in, it's nearly like we think of gathering our strength bodily in order to pick up a heavy parcel. So when we want to pick up a heavy parcel, we gather our friend and we yes, I'm going to lift this. But in a way, when we do meditation, hopefully we're not trying to kind of do something about a heavy parcel. So in a way, we, we, we can notice how we either tighten the jaw or the shoulder or, or the mind. Yes, I need to concentrate. When actually the idea is more to rest the attention on the object. So in a way that we anchor, we focus, but we try to do it in a way, if we can say it, in a relaxed manner. It's what is called in the sound school, effortless effort. So we bring effort, but we try not to bring a tense effort. But then what we have to look in terms of anchoring, concentration, focusing, is that there is a range. And this you can look in the different meditation tradition. They are very definite idea about focusing, paying attention, concentration, is that, you know, either they tell you to be on a very specific object, or they tell you to really have no object. To have an object is terrible, terrible. So you must just have total open awareness. And I think one is not better than the other. I think it's very important to see that anchoring, focusing, is like there is a kind of a range. On one side, you can have a more specific focus, and then on the other side, you can have a wide open focus. And generally, what we recommend is to have like a bit of a specific focus together with an open awareness in the background. So generally, that's what I would recommend. So there is a little bit of 
we could say specificity, but within some openness. Because in a way, what we're kind of looking at here too is are we cultivating exclusive concentration or are we cultivating inclusive? And I think, yes, you can. I mean, there is some school of meditation which really recommend what I could call exclusive concentration, which means you push everything away and you everything, everything away, and just a breath or just this or just that. And at one level, this can be very effective. But in order to do that, you generally create a lot of tension because be, before you can arrive, of course, at some very deep calm. But to get there because of the exclusion, there can be lots of tension. So this can work for some people, but for others, I don't think tension is very helpful. And on the other hand, in a way, if you are too open, then you, you can become a little vague. And so personally, that's why I would think more of something which is like inclusive concentration, where you have a little focus on something, and at the same time, within a wide open awareness in the background. So, but then it's for you to see. Sometimes you need a little more focus, Sometimes you need to be more open. And so it's not that we have to have the same type of anchoring on focus all the time. I think it depends a little bit on the energy we have, if we are agitated, also what we choose to do. I think that's also something we can decide. Do I just let the attention go where it goes, in a specific or more open way? Or do I decide, oh, today I want to have a little more specific focus, or I want to have something a little more open. And then also the, the object, like the listening, is a very open focus, when the breath generally is a more specific focus. So again, we can play with the different object in terms of that. Then you have the looking deeply. So that you can do in so many different ways. You can do it in terms of actually thinking about something, like in the Lamrim Tibetan tradition where you give a theme and then you reflect on the themes. Or you can just do it like in the Soto Zen tradition or Dzogchen tradition where there you're told to do nothing. And so in a way you could say here the looking deeply is first that you try to not grasp or reject anything and also the looking deeply is the fact that you try to do nothing. This is an interesting meditation. I'm teaching, I'm part of a scientific project at the moment and we're teaching uh, seniors, beginners, to do meditation and then see if it's going to affect their brain in a positive way. And so I'm teaching with a friend who is actually more trained in the Dzogchen tradition of Buddhism, where they're very keen on doing nothing. And this is interesting actually, you know, doing nothing. And it was interesting how uh, the senior took to it, very interesting. Just sit there, do nothing. 
why not? You know, why not? But generally, I mean, they advise you to do nothing, and generally you're supposed to sit with the eyes wide open with a big vista. And then you do nothing, but it's very nice doing nothing. <laughs> so anyway, so in a way you have a really, again, a range. And then, as we'll mention later, you can ask a question, or as I suggested yesterday, you can just be aware of sensation, or you can be aware of sounds, and just, in a way, be as part of the awareness or attention, being aware that, oh, it's gone, oh, it's gone. Or if there is a sound which continue, then we can go inside the sound or inside the sensation and just notice how generally when something continues it changes within itself. So here what we have to see with this vipassana, with this looking deeply into the experience is that of course we use consciousness to do that. But at the same time we are not calculating so we have to be, when I say to be aware of the change, I'm meaning to be inside the experience. So you could say that, let's say I have a sensation in the knee. And then the focus, the anchoring would be my attention goes there. And then the looking deeply would be the, like a beam of light going inside the knee. How does it feel inside the knee? How does it feel this sensation? Because often what we do is because we are a little bit meaning-making machine. It's kind of like we associate it with something, oh, it seems to be that, or oh, it could be this, and then it's going to continue and be like that. So in a way, we go uh, often into abstraction. Ideas we have about what we're experiencing. And here we're trying to be with the experience itself. So just, hmm, how is it within itself? In the place where it is. So that's what we, when we talk about the same with the sound, you hear the sound. And so of course, our position of, an, oh, I like this sound, I don't like it, or what is it? Kind of is it this or that? And here we're really trying to listen to the sound for itself without going too much, as much as we can. Of course, you'll perceive it. Generally, you'll know, oh, this is a bird, this is a door. And then it's interesting if you don't know what it is, because you can see how much we want to know what it is. But can we just listen to the sound as it appears? And of course, there'll be some perception, but we don't need to name it. So you have, the anchor can be the breath, the anchor can be the body. So some of you might be familiar with body scanning. You go through all the body like I did the first evening. You just go either from the top to the bottom or up and just aware of the different sensations more neutral sensation, or more pleasant, or unpleasant, and then being aware of their changing nature. 
But the breath and being aware of the body, there you have something which is more personal. And with the breath, we often have the impression that we direct it as soon. I mean, we have to be aware that uh, the attention is very powerful. If you pay attention to anything, you're generally going to intensify it in the way we experience it. So just to be aware of that. And so like if we put our attention on the breath, as somebody mentioned yesterday in the group, then we have the feeling we are controlling it. But when we meet, when we might say about the breath, don't control it, it's just in terms of don't use it as a yoga exercise. I mean, you can do it, if you do yoga, of course, use yogic breath. But in terms of being aware of the breath, we're saying you don't need to have a special breath. Well, that's all we mean. But if you become more aware of the breath, then you have more this impression, hmm, I am doing it here. So what we're saying is, don't force it. Let it be, but let it be as soon as you're aware of it, you have a little feeling, I am doing this. So this is unavoidable. But what we're trying to say is, don't force it. But we have this kind of impression that we're more like involved, that the self is a little bit involved, even if we try not to with the breath. Then if we do the body scanning, I mean, this is our body, this is our sensation, not somebody else. And what is interesting with the listening meditation is that generally most sounds that we'll hear will come from outside. And also most sound, we have no control whatsoever. We just sit there and we have no idea if it's going to be really quiet, or if somebody are going to talk, or if it's going to rain, or whatever. We don't know. And so that's what is interesting, to be with an object where actually we have really there, generally no control, and where we're just waiting for sounds to happen, in a way. So in a way, when we do listening meditation, we're really cultivating receptivity. Just this kind of just radical acceptance, radical receptivity, just listening to whatever sounds arise and how it passes away. And so at that level, the anchoring there, you can have, when you do listening meditation, you can have, you could say, it's already quite open because you just sitting there, waiting in a way for sounds to happen. And at the same time, you can do the meditation, I would say, in terms of anchoring in two specific ways, in two ways. One is, you could just be with the space, be aware of the space in which the sound happens, or totally wide open. Or, your attention will go to the sound, that one hears the most. That's what generally I seem to be doing when I do listening meditation. That if there is not many sounds, I'm just listening to the ambient <coughs> noise, which is relatively silent. And then, oh, there is a sound. 
So then my attention, hear the sound, oh, come back to the ambient noise. Another sound. And so generally, I focus more on the one who seems to be more prominent, that I hear the most. So here, in terms of the listening meditation, we have to be careful. Because if we indulge, I would not recommend it for people who have tinnitus. If you have a ringing in the ears, then I would say don't do it in the meditation room when it's quite quiet. Because then the most what you're going to hear is a tinnitus, and that might not be helpful. And then what might be nice is to do the listening during the walking meditation outside, especially if there are more sounds around us. So if you have tinnitus, be careful with that meditation of listening. Is it useful for me or not? And then if it's not useful, just doing what helps you, or the breath, or the body scanning. Or the other thing, especially in this room, is that often our hearing acuity is not the same. Some people might hear a lot, some people might not hear very much. Uh, my sister is getting old, older than me, and so her hearing acuity is really going. And so she walks in the forest, and her friend says, Oh, the bird, aren't they beautiful? And she said, What? What bird? So again, we don't have all the same acuity. I might hear some sound that you would not hear, or that people might hear more sound than I would. So just kind of to see if you have not such a good acuity, then maybe, again, don't do the listening meditation indoors, but more outdoor. Because the aim of the listening is to at least listen to something. <laughs> of course, you can just listen to the silence, but this is up to you to, to see if it becomes a little too nothing, to listen to nothing. That's for you to see if it works. So, either listening, being in the space in which the sound happened, or being aware of specific sound. But we're not listing. The idea this is not an Olympic competition about you know who will hear the most sound. That's not the idea. The idea is just to cultivate this listening. Personally, I think this practice is wonderful because it's a training to really listen with openness, stability, clarity, which then we can bring into daily life. And this is something we can really practice in daily life. How do we listen to others? I mean, in a way, one of the Eightfold Path is appropriate speech. But when we, personally, I think it should be called appropriate speech and listening. Because I think, you know, if you speak, then there should be also some, how do I listen? And if we look at how we listen, Generally, we listen in three ways. First one, we listen, but actually we're waiting for the person to stop so we can say something so much more interesting. So, one third, we listen to the person. One third, we try to remember what we're going to say, which is going to be so interesting. 
and one third will wait for them to stop. I will not call that listening. Next one, we look in the right direction. They speak to us, and we think about shopping lists or totally something different. And then when they stop, they ask you, what do you think? You have no idea. When they say, I mean, mindfulness, here you can really see the difference between just the fact that your system is operating and you're conscious about the contact with the system operating. Well, if you don't bring this kind of mindfulness, attention to what somebody said, you don't hear it, even if your ear works. And then the third way we listen is we grasp at what the person says and react and and generally it's not very helpful. And so I think this listening meditation can help us to cultivate really the total listening, creative, wise listening. And then you really listen to the person. And then when they stop, you say something generally which is really relevant, really appropriate, really compassionate, responding to the situation at hand. And often we surprise ourselves, oh, I did not know I could say this in that way. And that's because we're really present to the situation and really responding. So that's why personally I think this listening meditation can be really helpful. And I would recommend it, but of course, if you cannot do it for whatever reason, then you can do the breath, the body, of course, something else. And then I wanted to say something else about attention, about mindfulness. To see that there is also a range about the kind of mindfulness we're going to apply which then this is going to be also very useful to notice in daily life. And we can, again, be mindful in a specific way of something. So that, you know, we're mindful just of the knee, we're mindful just of the sound, so we're mindful in a specific way. And at the same time, at time, we can mindful in a more open way. So that we're not mindful of any specific things in the environment or in ourselves, where we just bring this kind of more general awareness. And I think it's the same in meditation. The specific one needs more energy. The open one needs a little less energy. So sometimes we can have more this specific attention, and then sometimes we can have more this kind of relaxed, open attention. And one is not better than the other. So it's kind of there is a whole range in terms of attention. Because often we seem to have the impression I must be just aware of a specific thing. Not really. I think it just depends on the context, of the energy, and things of that nature. And it's the same in daily life. In daily life, we can bring a more specific attention or we can bring a more general attention. <coughs> and it's something we can, can really explore uh, 
when we practice here. And we can also, that's why the walking meditation is so interesting. It's because with the walking meditation, so Stephen showed you the kind of medium slow walking back and forth. So if that suits you, you can continue with that. Or you could do walking meditation at an ordinary pace on the longer distance. Again, see what suits you. Some people, medium slow really works. Other people, a little more, they need to work at a more, a little faster pace, but bringing the same mindfulness. And then, of course, as we walk, we can start with, we can have a more specific focus, like the feet touching the ground through the shoes. Or we can just be aware of the leg moving, lifting, coming down. Or we can be aware of the whole body moving in space. So that again will be more general. We can also, this is what you can explore, is that you can be aware of the body moving. And then, that's what, as long as the weather is as good as it is, and we can walk outside. And then you can be, as you walk, today maybe more aware of the sound. As you walk, just being aware of the sound. So you can, in a way, first be with the body, standing there, moving, and then extend it to sound. <coughs> Come back to the body. So having a little bit of this, back to the body, something more personal, back to the sound, something a little bit more impersonal. It's kind of playing around with that. And then in the next few days, we will also explore vision, how what we see when we do the walking meditation. But today I would say maybe the listening meditation would be something useful to do, again, if it suits you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.